to Snow Day, a podcast about taking a snow day, staying inside, and just talking about the things that keep us warm. I'm your host, Allison Wade, and on today's episode, I'm going to talk about solstice, sadness, and Christmas traditions. Okay, so most importantly, I need to start with an ornament update. So in my last episode, I talked about how I was really getting into the Christmas spirit by cross-stitching ornaments. And I was I was on this high from making my advent calendar quilts wall hanging. And I just, I felt like I was the most confident seamstress. And so I had this vision. Um, so the, the ornaments were like, I don't know, maybe like three by three inches each. And I had made probably eight of them, meaning I had stitched them. So they were just like done being cross-stitched. And so I just had to put, I had to sew like quilt backing onto them. And I really kind of wanted to make them into little pillows. That was my vision. And I was like, I just did this. I just used my iron and I stitched a straight stitch with my sewing machine. I can totally do this. So I was just like, okay, I just need to go downstairs for a second so I can sew these ornaments. And it's just going to take me a few minutes. So first I cut the backing and the ornament squares to like be the same size. So they were just like in these little piles, right sides facing each other. And I was just going to stitch around three sides of the ornament and then flip them inside out, put some pillow stuffing inside, and then just sew across the top. And then it would be little pillows. And this was the biggest sewing fail I think I've ever had like since eighth grade home ec. It was so bad. And I think it's because the Ada cloth that the cross-stitching was on was too stiff to like really turn inside out. So I thought, okay, I'm not going to make little pillows, but I'll just turn them inside out and then I'll sew along the edges just to kind of make them be sturdier. So I first sewed them inside out with the right sides facing together, flipped them right side out, and then just did an extra stitch along the edge. And it looks so bad. And I just completely gave up. I put probably seven of them in our Christmas bin in the garage and then hung a little duck on the tree. Like I stitched a little ribbon to go with it and hung it on the tree. But I swear, as I was sewing, I was like, I'm really messing this up really bad. And I just wasn't stopping. There's a girls next door episode where Kendra is cutting out, uh, like they're doing like a pumpkin carving party and she is trying to cut a football, um, into the pumpkin. And she thinks that she's cutting like an outline of a football, but really she's just cutting out like a big hole in the pumpkin and she doesn't stop. Like she's, She's got her pumpkin knife and she's like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. And she doesn't stop. And she knows that it's going to like pop out and be a big hole, but she doesn't stop. And that's exactly how I was feeling stitching. I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no. But I just, I, my sewing machine was, the stitching was so fast and I, I couldn't stop. And I know that I could just use my seam ripper and start over. Like, even as I'm talking right now, I'm like, oh, I could just like take the stitches out and completely start over. But it was weird. It was like, I needed a really good fail. (laughs) And even while it was happening, I was like, I kind of need this. And I was pretty bummed about it for a couple of days. I'm like, oh man. But 
I don't know. I don't want to be all Pollyanna, but it's part of the process. Like you have to have those big fails and be like, oh, well, this didn't work. And I'll try again another time. I still want to make cute ornaments for my tree and it's going to happen. Like, it's not like I'm going to give up on making ornaments for my enormous tree because my tree doesn't have a ton of ornaments on it um, for a multitude of reasons, but mostly because I want to have some space for more. So ornament fail, but that doesn't mean it's going to stop me because like I said, I put them in my Christmas bin to maybe pull out next year and be like, all right, let's try this again. Maybe I'll rip out all the seams and use new fabric for the backing. So like I said, I needed a good fail and I'm obsessed with Christmas. So like having a huge ornament fail was like, oh, this is part of the Christmas season to like really mess up on something. Like it wouldn't be Christmas unless something got really messed up. But we do this thing called Parents as Teachers, which is a it's an organization that basically supports um, parents that have like babies from birth to I think they're like four or five and they come up like you, you're assigned like a parenting coach and they come over once a month to encourage you with child development, give you ideas, observe your child, um, just be sort of an encouraging um force in parenting. And we had our coach sort of come by this morning and she brought muffins to make with our toddler. And she asked us a question. She was like, what do you do to celebrate the holidays? And like, I felt like my response was like everything. (laughs) And everything includes for me, like the stress of the holiday, everything includes like missing the things I'm supposed to do. There was, there's a huge event that happens at the beginning of December in Juneau called gallery walk and downtown Juneau, everyone goes, I mean, so I was like, I really want to go to this. I really want to go to this, but it happened to be like one of the first really, really, really cold days. And I was like, I don't think I can do this. Like we went to look at a house, I think that day because we're shopping to buy a new house and it just felt so cold and like, I can't do gallery walk. And I felt so relieved. (laughs) I mean, I I know it sounds weird, but like even the sad parts of the season, I'm kind of starting to enjoy. And maybe it's because I don't really have the capability now to wallow because I have a kid. So it's like, I kind of have to have energy and my kid knows what a Christmas tree is and can say like, ho, ho, ho. So those things are joyful to me, but then I'm also terrified that I'm not doing enough for him, which also makes me be like, oh, that means it's Christmas. Oh, look, I'm a stressed out mom. Mm, Must be Christmas, but I'm actually not really stressed. I don't know. Maybe I'm just having a Christmas time where I'm recognizing that I do get pretty sad. And it probably has to do with living in Alaska, but it's real. The seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, I have that. I'm so tired. I get really nostalgic when the sun goes down at three 30 in the afternoon and it's pitch black outside. 
like, oh, and I, I don't want to watch a cheerful Christmas movie. I want to watch a sad one. Like I'm still craving the family stone. I mean, I just want to cry. I can think of all the crying cues in Christmas movies. I want to listen to the, the Christmas songs that are in a minor key. I want to feel all of that because that's what I'm naturally feeling this time of year. But I know, I mean, that is not true for everyone. This is like truly a hard time of year, but maybe it goes along with my ornament fail that like, oh, I'm sad. Oh, it must be Christmas. But something fun that I really enjoyed doing this year that I didn't think I would enjoy because I always like see online and talking to parents and stuff like that they don't do Christmas cards. They're like giving that up. And I'm like, oh, I kind of want to do Christmas cards this year. And it was surprisingly easy for me. It's not cheap. So I kind of had to like get around the idea that ordering a bunch of Christmas cards was going to be hundreds of dollars. I didn't really know that, but I waited for a sale and I got my cards from Artifact Uprising. I did it on my phone. I think I ordered like 70 cards and it was probably around, I want to say like $180 total. And I, like I said, I was able to do it on my phone and something that felt really overwhelming was collecting, um, addresses. And I didn't really know how to do that, but I just organized them on a Google sheet. You can get a Google sheet app on your phone and just organize them all in a spreadsheet and you can even like alphabetize them. So those two things, knowing that it isn't that hard made it pretty special. And I didn't get pre um, addressed envelopes. I wanted to do that myself. It felt a little bit like wrapping presents. So writing out everyone's address felt like a special little Christmas thing that felt really good this year. And also it's special to go to the post office. I wasn't really raised like thinking that like going to the post office or like going to grocery stores or going to like malls or to do any kind of shopping at shops. It was always like avoid the crowds, but there was something about like standing in line at the post office to make sure that my cards could get in the mailbox and organizing them. It felt very, felt small town, old timey for some reason. So if you are questioning whether or not to send out Christmas cards, do it. And now I'm receiving them and I haven't loved Christmas, receiving Christmas cards so much. I think I'm late to the Christmas card enthusiasm game. And I hope next year to send out double the amount. And I really should have started doing this when I was single with just Oscar, because I also received a Christmas card from someone, a woman that was her and her dog. And it's one of my favorite Christmas cards on the fridge. But something that I'm going to try this year that is a Holt Camp family tradition on my side of the family growing up, my mom for almost every holiday and every dinner would make rainbow jello. It is a Utah staple. Jello is Utah's state food. And it was delicious. And it was just like layers of jello. She would, well, I wouldn't tell you what I won't tell you what she would do until I tell you what my dad said. Like my mom would 
bring it to every party and usually around the same people. And people were always impressed because it's rainbow jello. It's jello as a rainbow. And they would say, how do you do that? And my dad would always say that every color of jello had a different density. So they would just mix it all together, all the colors. And then when she put it in the fridge, the layers of jello would just naturally form into a rainbow. And it was fun to see people um, actually believe him. <laughs> but the way that jello is, this rainbow jello is actually made is like, it's, I think, time consuming. What's funny is I never like totally witnessed my mom making it, but it would always just kind of appear. So I never fully learned how to make it. She wrote it down in a cookbook and gave it to us. And so the instructions are there, but luckily we have the internet and there are very detailed instructions online. And so I'm going to try that this year. But what my mom would always do at Christmas time would, she would make it just red and green. So I'm going to do that. So rainbow jello, you know, it's little layers it's very thin layers of each color of jello and she would just make it in a regular rectangle pyrex dish and what was cool about it too is in between each color there would be like a it would kind of be like ombre almost there's sort of this ombre effect because i don't even know if that's the right word but so for example the top layer is red and then there would be a layer underneath the red that's mixed with yogurt. So it's sort of like a light red. And then you have like regular yellow jello and then jello that's mixed with yogurt. So it's like a lighter yellow. And that would be, oh my gosh, that's not even, it's red, orange, yellow. Anyway, you get the drift to make it look kind of fancy. So this will be my first year making rainbow jello, but red and green jello. Because I want to carry on that tradition for my own little family, for my own baby. And also like what kid doesn't find Jell-O delicious. So there's five days until Christmas and I'm already basically totally sad that it's over. I want to embrace, want to be a little bit more of someone that continues on with Christmas, but I start Christmas so early. I put the tree up the day after Halloween and just anticipate, anticipate, anticipate. And then Christmas shows up and I'm like, okay, now it's over. But I think I want to try to extend it a little bit. So hopefully that'll work. But I might put a little bit of pressure between today and Christmas in order to like pack in all the Christmas things. So here are a few things that I want to do. I want to watch Rent, the movie, which I was reminded by one of my best friends that it is a Christmas movie. So I want to watch that even though it's long. I want to watch The Office Christmas episodes. I want to like really dig deep on YouTube and watch like, I don't know, the Golden Girls Christmas episodes. I want to watch Christmas episodes, which will be tricky because I really only watch TV for a couple of hours every night. Before I was a mom, I, we would basically just have the TV on all the time so I could easily get my Christmas episodes that way. So I don't think I'm going to do this, but rent. Office Christmas episodes and Golden Girls Christmas episodes. I also want to solidify my New Year's resolutions, and I'm hoping to do a New Year's resolutions episode 
which is going to be tricky for me because if I say goals out loud for me, it often feels like they're as good as done. So we'll see how well that works out for me by holding listeners or listeners holding me accountable uh, for my New Year's resolutions. Oh, and last but not least, a great Christmas gift has been delivered to us. And that is that Janelle and Mary Brown both left Cody in the Sister Wives. So Cody is officially monogamous now. Again, I can't stress this enough. Watch season 17 of Sister Wives on Discovery+. Plus. I feel like you can drop in, like, maybe watch the very first episode of season one so you can kind of get to know the players a little bit because I just dropped into season 17 with Christine leaving Cody and it is truly some of the best television and so comforting. It will just give you all the Christmas feels and give you hope for humanity really because Cody Brown is a narcissist and one of the worst people on TV, which is why it's such good TV. Thank you all so much for listening to Snow Day. I know that um, for me, podcasts give me comfort and it's been really fun to get such positive feedback. And I appreciate um, all of you who don't like this podcast and keep it to yourself. That's just really kind. Um, Hopefully you're talking about it behind my back to other people. Um, That would really mean a lot to me, (laughs) but really it's amazing. The positive feedback that I've gotten and just knowing that it maybe provides a little bit of comfort. I'm obviously still finding my footing and it's been hard to find the motivation. I think that I've expressed that before but it's been so nice to feel like I'm not alone in my lack of motivation. And I blame the winter season, which also, again, makes me feel like it's going to be a Merry Christmas because I'm lazy and unmotivated. God bless us, everyone.